Hi, welcome to my podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Karg. I'm a clinical psychologist. And each episode of this podcast, I present mental health-related information to you in hopes that you'll gain insight into your own thoughts, feelings, and behavior, and also learn some new skills that might help you to improve your mental health. So today I'm going to be talking about breakups when you're dating someone or you're in a relationship with them or married to them and you break up. And this is a, this is a major event for the vast majority of people, especially people who are highly sensitive individuals or highly sensitive person, HSP, the feelings that come along with a breakup can be really intense and can feel overwhelming so much to the extent that you may end up staying in a relationship for too long because you're avoiding just how that, that grief, that pain of breaking up, you are avoiding it because it's so difficult for you. So, I want to talk about some of the reasons why breakups are so difficult and also talk about some solutions because I'm solution focused, talk about some solutions and some ideas that I have seen people apply to their lives and it's been helpful for them in terms of recovering from a breakup. I have said this in other podcasts before, hormones have a huge impact on our behavior, our thoughts, and our feelings. And remember, it is our biological imperative, meaning that is why we're here biologically, it is to reproduce. That's what has allowed us as a species to survive. And so there's that instinct to reproduce and to mate. And so when you break up, your hormones are going to make it difficult for you because your DNA wants you to pair with this person. Just it, it, your DNA doesn't care if it's a suitable partner or not. It just wants to reproduce. And so that's a piece of it is just, hormones uh, are making you want to mate and maybe get attached to this person more so than maybe it makes sense for you to be attached to them. Okay. So that's the first part of it is to don't minimize or discount the effects of hormones on uh, how difficult it is for you to get over a breakup. The second piece is that estrogen tends to make us hold on to our emotions longer than testosterone. Testosterone makes us have kind of quick emotions. They might come up quickly, but then they pass pretty quickly if you don't do anything to make it worse. So there's also that piece of it for women in particular that makes it, I think, harder for them in breaking up, women tend to struggle with this more so than men, but both men and women and all genders are affected by breakups, I would say, um, in a pretty difficult and challenging way. So 
The other aspect of hormones that I want to bring up is a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is a substance, a hormone that is released in your body, in your brain, when you engage in sex with someone. So even if you're having sex with someone and you're trying to do a really good job, not catching feelings for them, chances are if you have sex with them and you continue to have sex with them, you're probably going to develop a bond with them. Oxytocin is also responsible for trauma bonding. Trauma bonding is the bond that can develop between an abuser and a victim. And that is one of the reasons why it's very difficult for some people to get out of an abusive relationship as well. That oxytocin is drawing you to that person if they have abused you. Maybe people in your life don't understand why you're having such a hard time letting go of this person who they felt Maybe they didn't like to begin with, but for you, it's really, really painful. So oxytocin could be part of it as well. And another aspect of it is that, especially for people that are highly sensitive, rejection is incredibly painful. We might as well be on the floor in a fetal position if we feel rejected sometimes and so working on developing strength around that and learning that you are okay you are whole and complete just as you are and you do not need to have this other person in order for you to survive when we're kids we can be very afraid of being rejected because if you're a kid and your parents reject you, if you think about it from an evolutionary standpoint, again, if your parents reject you and push you out, you may not survive. As a matter of fact, you probably won't depending on your age. And so as a result of that, rejection is very painful for us and it can be very triggering and upsetting for us. So. If that is you, one of the things that you can do to work on that is to develop a stronger sense of self. Some people lose themselves in relationships. They put too much of an emphasis uh, on the relationship in terms of their priorities. Their relationship comes first, and without the relationship, they don't feel like they really have any sense or meaning or purpose. And that is something that happens for a lot of people at the end of a relationship. You'll have kind of uh, this moment of redefining yourself and your identity with this person out of your life. But for some of us, that is harder. Individuals who are highly sensitive, uh, individuals that struggle with codependency or dependency on other people, will find breakups to be even more painful than other folks. And so working you know, on your identity, realizing that you are whole and complete just as you are, and realizing that you can meet your own needs and you'll be okay even, even if you're single. Single isn't so bad for a lot of us. So... Those are some tips for trying to get over a breakup 
Another one that I've talked about in some of my other podcast episodes is going no contact. And especially if the person is toxic or if having any communication with them or exposure to them, let's say on social media, if exposure to them in any way, shape or form is upsetting for you, you might want to go no contact at least for 30 days or longer until you're feeling stronger. Having more regular contact with people with whom you are no longer in a relationship with can be like picking a scab. It can make it really difficult for you to heal. And yes, it's tempting for the reasons that I described earlier today. It's tempting to maybe watch what that person is doing, what your ex is doing and might, you know, see what they're doing on social media or do other things to try to find out what they're doing. That is not a healthy behavior. When you want to focus on the other person, I want you to turn your attention around and focus on you. You are the most important person in your life, your health and your well-being. Your mental health and your physical health are your top priorities. And if you're engaging in things that are hurtful or harmful to your physical or mental health, it's important to take a look at that because in, in a lot of cases you have a choice about what you choose to focus your mind on and how you choose to react to things. I've got other podcast episodes about compartmentalizing, which is taking your emotional suffering, putting it in a suitcase and putting the suitcase away. If you want to open up that suitcase and think about your breakup for 15 minutes a day and let yourself bawl your eyes out or journal or find other, another way to process your emotions for 15 minutes, let's say, that's a great idea because that will actually help you move through the grief faster. Stuffing it down, using other means to numb out like substance abuse, shopping, other compulsive behavior, overeating. Those are not adaptive. It is a natural inclination that people have to just do anything to feel better, including reaching out to the ex. And I'm here to tell you that that is not a good idea. Regardless of what the circumstances were, right now you need to focus on your health your well-being, which means focusing on your healing. I would really invite you to give yourself 30 days of no contact or, and at 30 days, see how you feel. Uh, amazingly, most people that go 30 days with no contact say that their sanity has been restored and they no longer believe that they really should be with this person. They've moved through a lot of the stages of grief as a result of holding space for their feelings. And after 30 days, you might find your heart largely healed. For other folks, it takes longer and it, it's going to take what it takes. There are things that you can do to help 
you heal faster, help reduce your suffering, like putting things in suitcases or practicing thought stopping when you have a thought immediately interrupting it. Some people see a stop sign or hear the word stop. I like to clap my hands and then immediately redirect your, your mind to something else. The redirect is the key. The redirect is what is going to distract you and prevent you from thinking about your former partner. So find things that will keep you busy. Maybe start a new project. Maybe look into some maybe creative endeavors. Uh, maybe do some projects around the house that need to be done, cleaning out closets. Uh, but keeping your mind occupied so you're not just dwelling and dosing yourself with this person day in and day out throughout the day. If you are finding yourself obsessing about this person, then thought stopping and compartmentalizing are going to be your friends. Surround yourself with people who love you and give you unconditional positive regard and love. Uh, surround yourself with people who help you to remember who you are. Remember that you can have fun with them. It's important to not isolate because that sometimes can make the loneliness that comes with the breakup. A lot of times it can make it much worse. If you isolate, there's a skill in DBT that we call opposite to emotion action, which means if your inclination is to isolate, like sometimes happens with grief or depression, you're, you're going to do the opposite of that. You're going to reach out to people because that's actually better for you. Okay. So don't isolate, try to get around your family and friends and other people. You may not enjoy it. You may not look forward to it like you used to. That's natural because you're grieving. And the first month after a breakup is pretty tough. But there are things that you can do to to be largely done with the grieving process in a shorter amount of time. The things you you do that may prolong your grief and extend and intensify your grief about the breakup is ruminating, is allowing yourself to obsess, spending several hours a day uh, talking about your former partner, uh, stalking them on the internet, checking out to see what they've been up to, uh, looking to see who's been liking their likes and things like that. I mean, if you're in enough pain, you can be that girl or that guy and, and get that sort of insane about it. Again, remember, if it feels overpowering, it's probably biological. And like I said, there's, there's a lot of hormones at play here. So don't discount that. The last thing I want to say is in terms of your healing and grieving the end of this relationship, it's going to be so imperative for you to be very compassionate with yourself, 
very gentle with yourself. Breakups are difficult even under the best circumstances because human connection is very, very important to us, for most of us. And so as a result of that, when we lose that person, we go through essentially a withdrawal. And some people would even argue that because you are having less oxytocin, less dopamine, you're going through a physical withdrawal. You have a lot of symptoms of withdrawal if you're breaking up, right? You've, you might have less energy. You might be sweating. You may be sleeping a lot. You may be having these physiological reactions to it that looks a lot like withdrawal from a drug because it, 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 oxytocin is a drug. Okay. It's a drug. And so you are withdrawing and detoxing. And that to me is why I don't think it's a surprise that a lot of treatment, substance abuse treatment facilities have people go for 28 days, 30 days. And that is around the time that you start feeling more secure in the changes that you're making. And as some people have described, their sanity is restored. So remember that it's going to pass. Remember that you are doing the best that you can. I would really encourage you to practice the thought stopping, the compartmentalizing, and the no contact. This is really important when you want to focus on them, turn it around and focus on you. What do I need to do to take care of myself? What What's the next thing that I need to do on maybe my list of projects or other things that you can focus your mind on to distract you? That in and of itself will help a lot. And remember the elixir of time, meaning that time does heal and you are going to recover. You are going to get better and you are going to make new connections with new people. Okay, you're going to continue. So thanks so much for joining me today. I would love to hear your comments below in terms of what's helped you when you were going through a breakup and would love feedback if you've tried any of the skills that I recommend today. I would love to hear how it worked out for you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day.